0: Welcome to Imprint Church Podcast, the platform where we bring you sermons and discussions to equip you in your walk with God. Grab a notebook and pen, or open your notes app and take a listen to today's episode. This week's sermon is brought to you by Aaron. The way that this talk came about was very interesting actually. I was having this conversation with a good friend of mine earlier in the week, um, telling them how I've been asked to preach. Um, But I have no idea what I'm going to talk about, nor do I really want to do it. And then as I was having that conversation with them, the topic of this talk really came to to be, and it's all revealed itself to me. I had to think about why I didn't want to be here, because it's not enough to just acknowledge something, you have to think about what are the things behind that what is the real root cause of any barrier, should I say, because that's what that's what it is. Me not wanting to be, there. there's a barrier between me wanting to be at that place there, very, very comfortable there at those keys, but standing just a few meters over at this pulpit. Um, so I had to start examining myself. I was thinking, what, what, is, what are these reasons? So a few things I was thinking of, main one is like, am I qualified? Am I qualified to to touch this mic? I really thought when someone gave me the mic for the first time, it would be the start of my rap career. (laughs) I might go from wavy walks to wavy talks. (laughs) However, today is not that day. I'm going to do, hopefully we're going to get into things this evening, but rapping is not one of them. (laughs) Rapping is not one of them. Um, so the question is, am I qualified? And you even start thinking about several things that sort of you begin to think disqualify you. Think about your past. Where have you been? Where you've come from? Who am I to come and speak to the people of God? Think about my own sin, the things that I've done in my life. Who am I to come and spread the words of God? So these are the sort of things that I was that were going through my head. I was thinking, even do I have the strength to? Do I have the intellect to? However, through the conversation, I realised that it's not about me. It's not about me at all. And all of these, all of these things, these questions I was asking myself: Am I qualified? And these questions about my past, my sin, my strengths, my intellect—these, these things were irrelevant, really and truly. Um, so we're gonna—I'm hopefully going to talk to you guys this evening. To basically break off lives, um, to challenge your perspective on various aspects. Because I think through this one experience of mine, um, it made me realize a, a few different things about how God wants to work within us. So I'm going to tackle the first thing that I mentioned. So I was thinking about how I wasn't qualified to take this position. So I think either earlier this week or last week, I saw a post on Instagram um, which basically said that growth only comes when we start doing things that we are not qualified to do, which is interesting. So we need to step out in faith. So actually, so it wasn't really a, a, a Christian post. I think it was just more of a motivational one. Um, but I was saying, we need to, in order to grow, we need to start doing things which we are not qualified to do. I think from a Christian point of view, that means stepping out in faith and God meeting us there. Um, broadly, more broadly speaking, I was thinking about how this applies to me in my life. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I'm a doctor. And now me being able to say that is, I, I've only been able to say that for the last 18 months. What I mean by that is at a time where I wasn't a doctor. So what has changed In between. When I was actually in uh, my final year of medical school, when you're doing your placements and your rotations, a lot of my seniors, doctors who had just gone from the point where I was as a final year medical student, um, even doctors more senior than that, um, gave me the advice of, in 12 months' time, you're going to be a doctor, so you need to start pretending like one, because not much is going to change before between this point here where you're sat here as a student and 12 months time when they're going to put two letters in front of your name. That's all that's going to change. And really and truly it's throughout the process of medical school, you're trained to do certain things, but you don't have the title. You just have to step into these things. And I mean, in reality, when you're there um, on rotations and things and placement, you're doing the work of a doctor. You're training, you're doing the work the doctor, but you're not a doctor. It's very important for you to realize that. But you can do the things of a doctor if you understand where I'm coming from. So what I was starting to realize is, I think often when it comes to various things in our lives, we can often think that there's gonna be this magical moment that happens where, ah, yes, I have arrived. I can do this. Whatever stands before me, yes, this is the moment where I'm ready to do this. I mean, how many of us um, have started a new job and we have no idea what we're doing? We are doing the job. You are technically that thing. From the time you start on day one, you are whatever that job is. You're doing that. We don't know what you're doing. But it will come in time. It's about starting and then allowing the process to go along with you and end up somewhere that you want it to be, if that makes sense. In order to become things, it's about trying something, practi- practicing it, honing our skills, and then eventually, one day you'll be recognized as that thing. Like I said, going back to that, the example of med- uh, medical school, and even my time of graduation. So I actually graduated on the 7th of May 2020. The qu- the real question is what changed between the 6th of May 2020 and the 7th of May 2020? I was the same person. I didn't gain any extra knowledge. <laughs> I didn't my brain didn't suddenly expand. But somehow on the 6th my name was Mr. On the 7th, my name was Doctor. So what I mean to say really and truly, it's not about any title or any sort of external validation, because I could still, add, like I said, I had the same knowledge, I could do the same things. Sorry, it wasn't suddenly on the 7th, I was a doctor, I was really truly a doctor before, just needed some external validation to allow me to practice. And I think that's one example where you should allow external validation to decide what you do. Because don't leave this message saying that I can go be a doctor when you have zero training. Please, because then they'll come back to me and then I'm going to get struck off. All right? But there's there's a bigger message behind it. It's more so that we shouldn't wait for someone else to tell us the things that we can and can't do. We know what God has called us to do. And it's about stepping out in faith and doing these things. So we come back to me coming here to preach again. I didn't feel that I was qualified to at all. Um, Interestingly enough, if we go to Mark uh, chapter 16, verses 14 to 15, So it reads there, later as they were eating, Jesus appeared to the 11 and rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Okay, so you can clearly see why this one had to came straight for me, okay. (laughs) The things I'm talking about this evening, as we're going to go into, they go beyond preaching. Okay. But however, God was definitely sending messages for me this week. Okay? So, here, what Jesus has basically called the disciples to action is very clear. The instruction is very clear there. Go into the world and preach the gospel of every creature. It doesn't say go into all, all of the world and preach the gospel to every creature after you have done this. They just get cracking, okay? And now we think about where the disciples were. What did they do prior to meeting Christ? So some were fishermen, some were tax collectors. Simon was even a zealot. He was involved in politics and was involved in trying to overthrow the Roman government. Do you see in amongst any of those professions any qualification to preach the good news? So in that, we have to recognize it shouldn't really matter where we are, what we're doing, that there's gonna be certain things that we're called to and we're not qualified to do, but what is a qualification towards God? He's called us to do things. Really and truly, qualifications only exist in the eye of man. I don't know about you guys, but I don't do things for the eye of man. It's me and God till the end. Even in there, just another scripture to to sort of encourage anyone who feels like they're called into something or feel like there's something they can do, but for some reason, there's a mental block. They feel they can't, they feel that they shouldn't for some particular reason. So we go to First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27. It says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the, these things which are mighty. That isn't me coming to you to say that I'm a fool in front of all of you guys, okay? <laughs> But it's a recognition that we all have different weaknesses and strengths um, in this world. We all have things that we're very good at, some things that we're not as good at. But here God is directly saying that it doesn't matter. He will use the foolish to shame the wise. So even going back to some of like the fears um, I had around preaching now, maybe on a spiritual level, on like a theological level, I wasn't intellectual enough, I wasn't um, knowledgeable enough to preach. So there's gonna be people, probably some of you in this room, that your Bible knowledge is far better than mine. I have no no problems in admitting that. However, that doesn't mean that you can't learn something through what God wants to do for me. Okay? He's chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And I think there's even a challenge there for us Obviously, I'm coming this evening to try and encourage, but there's even another message there to say, even in the things that we're good at, we don't know it all. Okay. Okay. And be open to other people's experiences, what other people have to say, um, in order to, to learn. Going on to another one of my my... Thoughts behind not wanting to preach. So I'm thinking about my sin. It says, "He without, who is without sin, for all of us done." Okay, so I can stand here and tell you that I have sinned in the past, and I was thinking, surely, how can I stand up here as a a sinning man and deliver the word of God? That doesn't make sense. But then Jesus. Definitely had some input on those thoughts. Essentially, by me worrying about my sin in order to come into this position here, I was saying that my sin was more important than what he did on the cross. Now, I don't know about any single one of you, but I don't think there's a single thing that I've done in this life, good or bad, that is more important than Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for each and every one of us. So if I really believe that my sin disqualifies me, yeah, I'm saying I'm more powerful than Christ. I put my hands up, I'm not. I'm really not saying that. I'm quite saying the opposite. So again, if there's, there's various things in this life that we're called to do, and there'll be so many things that are trying to discourage us from doing these things. However, we need to understand our identity in Christ. We need to understand that he has gone before us, he has paid the price for all of our sin. So there's no sin that can stop you from doing the things of God. And as I was going throughout the week, I was thinking thinking about that more and thinking about how really and truly it's those thoughts um, about those thoughts of like shame and guilt, they come from the enemy. And really and truly the reason why the enemy plants those thoughts is when he sees that there's something within you that God has placed there that needs to be shared with the world, the enemy's gonna do whatever he can to keep that bottled up, anything he can. So he'll condemn, he'll discourage. You know in the Bible that it says he comes to steal and destroy. So we need to recognize all of these things when, when we're feeling like we're not good enough to do a particular thing. So when it comes to your sin, the first thing we need to remember is that one, we are made in God's image. Two, we need to recognize Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Thirdly, it's not about us. It's about what God wants to do through us. So, this is where I really want to start challenging you guys. Forget about yourself. Put your ego to the side. The things that you've done that you really think, man, just sort of clouds your your mental space. Forget it. Okay? It's not about you. I'm sorry to break it to you guys. I love you guys, but it's not about you. Okay? It's about what God wants to do through you. Again, thinking about the reasons why I didn't want to preach, I think this is the biggest one for me. It's responsibility. We've all, well, I imagine most of us, I don't know all of you in here, but most of you I know, and we've been in church before, okay, as you're a part of this church, which means you would have had a sermon before. And for each of us, we will know of a sermon that's really touched us where we're at in life. We'll know about that speaker who said that thing that completely changed our perspective and really might have even set us free from any particular thing. And I was just like, (laughs) have I really got bars like that? (laughs) How am I supposed to deliver a message that is supposed to set people free Touch lives and help them along their journey with Christ because that's what that's what Simon seeks to do, right? How am I going to do it? And that's where you guys should be shouting, Aaron. It's not about you. Yeah. That's really what it is. I'm not here to do any of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I can't set you free. Okay? I can't touch your life. Yeah. It's not my job. Yeah. Really, truly. However. I do know of a person who can. His name's Jesus. So, what am I actually doing here? Because I told you I don't want to be here. And I told you that I can't do anything for you. But I'm here to make myself available for God to work through me. And that comes onto the next part of my message. So, this responsibility that I was trying to take up, that God never told me to, t- to take up. He never told me, set these people free. Jesus saves, Aaron does not, okay? Um, and it's funny actually, because I, mean, I was having these thoughts, and I remember I was actually speaking to the core team about something very, very similar. Um, and it's very interesting when you have to eat your own words. <laughs> We were talking about, I think it was in the regards to service leading, I was talking to them about it's not your responsibility to make sure that people have a good time on Sunday. The people came here and God will work through you in order to establish or to achieve anything that He wants to do. All you need to do is make yourself available, He'll do the rest. Don't take on the responsibility. We're supposed to let go and let God. So why are we trying to pick up things? A scripture that I actually hadn't wrote down um, for this message, but it's coming to mind. But I might just get the words a bit mixed up, but it says my burden is easy and my yoke is light. Okay? Now why are you trying to pick up the weight of a whole church's salvation on your back? And the thing is, I don't know if any of you are trying to do this. I'm very much just preaching to myself at this moment. <laughs> okay? But there's going to be various things in your life where this can, can apply. And there's certain things that we may feel we want to do. Let's say you've always felt like you might have had a place in worship, but who am I to sing praises of God to, to the people of God? Who am I? Well, it's not about you. God will work through you as you sing, as you play an instrument and touch and set people free. You're not going to do anything. Just make yourself available. In the end, we need to really just think about it. So making ourselves available to what God wants to do and realizing that He is the Lord of all, He is sovereign. So relax, take it easy. Right, so now we've acknowledged that there's things that we don't want to do, things that we don't feel we're qualified to do. And there's things that we're not responsible for. We just need to invite God in to do things. One of the things I want to, well, you guys know, most of you know I'm the worship pastor here at Imprint Lester. So there's no way that we were going to go through a whole message and I wasn't going to reference worship in some way. Okay? Right. This is where I might start coming for your chest, okay? I'm gonna be challenging you, very much challenging you. So, many of us will know the song, How Great Is Our God, right? We love it, right? Feels very good. Even when Chance the Rapper remixed it, we are just like, hey. I got a nicer version for the playlist, right? Right, so I just want you to really think about one particular line in in that song. So it says, how great is our God and all shall see how great is our God, okay? All shall see how great is our God. My question to you is, how do you think we're going to see that? How are we going to see that? How do we see the greatness of God, okay? And some of you, at this moment in time, you might not realize how we see the greatness of God. But if we think about what the core of our faith is, is that God sent his son, his only son, Jesus Christ, when he wanted to reconnect with man. When the people, when God's people became distant from him, he sent a person, okay? How great is our God, and all shall see how great is our God. When God wants to do something, he will do it through a person. He will always do it through a person. So when we sing how great is our God, all shall see how great is our God. I don't know about you. We shouldn't be waiting around for miracles to just happen around us. We need to recognize that that greatness is within us, and we need to let people know. When I started thinking about this song, I was like, I can't sing this song the same again. Because this song is very much a declaration. However, when you realize that in order to see the greatness of God, we need to manifest that within ourselves, or God needs to manifest that through us, And you realize that you can't sing that song and just sit down and just keep to yourself. You need, there's, there needs to be some action there. So really and truly, it's an invitation for us to make ourselves available once again for God to move through us and for the greatness of God to be realized. As I'm going to touch on a few different things this evening, um, Another thing I really, that came to mind as I was preparing this talk was like, this is essentially um, a form of imposter syndrome. I don't feel like I'm qualified to be here. Therefore, I can't do it. Um, for those of you who don't know, imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. And hopefully, through this already, you can see how quickly we can break the lies of imposter syndrome. Okay? Up until, let's say, just over half an hour ago, I wasn't a preacher. It looks like where I am right now, I'm a preacher. I don't want Charmaine to get too excited because I know she'll be asking. Hopefully, she might be asking. I don't know if I. I want to say, hopefully she'll be asking me here again, or maybe for me, I don't want to be here again, but again, through this message, I realized, again, it's not about what I want. So I guess I'm a preacher. Yeah. But yeah, so just in that moment, for me, I've already already been able to to shatter that barrier of imposter syndrome for myself and I mean, it's this syndrome that we talk about. I think it's very—it's one—it's a topic that's very popular on social media these days. People talking about their various experiences, and it's understandable um, for a lot of us. I, might, I feel like we're all in a very similar stage in life in our early twenties, where a lot's changing. Um, we might have come to uni for the first time, um, left where we where we've grown up. Um, a lot of us gone into new roles, and there's just lots of things that are very new to us. It's at this transitionary point in life where I feel it's very common for us to feel this imposter syndrome. And I had a thought, again, because it's not about us in anything that we do, right? I was thinking, how is it possible for a Christian to experience imposter syndrome. Because we don't do anything. God moves through us. And I go back to the I go back to the definition of imposter syndrome. It's loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. If it's God that moves through us, should we be doubting his abilities? Is God a fraud? Is God a fraud? I mean, I need the people of God to say something. Is God a fraud? I don't know about your God, but my God ain't a fraud. And we refer to God as omniscient, omnip- omnipotent and omnipresent. So should we really doubt his abilities? And like I said, this is the God that moves through us. Right? So what is imposter syndrome? to a Christian, if your God walks with you and is these things, is all-knowing, all-powerful, and he's ever-present, what ability can we doubt? He's not a fraud, so what are we, what is there that lies before us that we can't do? And even if we go to um, Philippians four thirteen, I know many of you will be familiar with it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay? Christ moving through us. Plenty of places in the Bible where we can appreciate this phenomenon happening of it not being about anything that I can bring to the table, but it's all about him. Interestingly enough, so earlier on in the year, um, I went to my friend's church, um, and he'd been on a journey where he basically had—I don't want to say experimented, but had gone through lots of different forms of spirituality. Um, but he had managed to find his way back to Christ, which we thank God for. Um, and he was basically giving a testimony, and I, I went to—I went to go and support him at that time. The pastor gave a very interesting message um, that Sunday. And I think, again, we need to appreciate the God that we serve um, when we think that we can't do things. So that Sunday, the pastor was speaking about the names of God and the, the relevance and the, um, the importance of the names that that describe God. I mean, I think quite foolishly beforehand, when you hear all of this Yahweh, Jairah, God, um, Jehovah, they just sort of, oh yes, another word for God, yes, Hebrew, all of these things, wow, wow, wow. I know people like my good friend, ST, would know lots of the origins of these words, but they just mean God to me. Um, but essentially, what this pastor is speaking as is, no. He basically corrected my ignorance um, and gave, shed light on the different names of God. And I was thinking, with these different names of God, we need to recognize that these are God. These, this is the God that moves through all of us. So first one I wanna to give to you, Abba, meaning Father. Okay. And again, this message, I don't know where you guys are at personally, what challenges you're facing, what hurdles are, are before you that you you feel that you can't do or there's something holding you back that you feel in yourself you can't do. But we recognize firstly that God is our Father and it's the Father that moves through us. Do you know, I don't know, what, for the other names of God, um, I've, I prepared something to say. This one, I just put it in there. I didn't really know what I was gonna say. But again, you know how God moves, He'll reveal it to you on the day. Today's mother's day, isn't it? Exactly. Now there's various uh, various mothers out there that have the job of being both parents. Being both mother and father. Now, as a single mother, you worry you could worry about how am I going to mother this child, but how am I going to father this child? As a Christian you have God, Abba, Father, that works through you. So you shouldn't have to worry about having to father your child because God will work through you to be your father. Another example. Sometimes we can feel lacking in our abilities. We feel that we're not good enough. And you have the name Christos, anointed one. It's the anointed one that moves through you. It's not your own anointing. It's not your own ability to do things. There's one has the ability to do all that moves through you. Again, I was talking about the idea of not being knowledgeable enough, not having enough intellect in order to do a particular thing. Eldea, God of knowledge. Eldea, God of knowledge, works through you. El Roy, the God who sees. The God that is able to see all things works through you. I know here at Imprint, we're a very creative people. The things we are able to do, the things that we've done in the past, absolutely fantastic. But if I told you, none of the people in our church were actually responsible for those things. In fact, it was Elohim, the creator, wow. your God, the same God that you serve, Elohim, will work through you to create. So if there's ever a time, because I know various of us will, might go through a, a phase of like sort of looking at our strengths and weaknesses. and Often people see themselves as like more academic. I'm not creative. They sort of see people who have sort of like musical talents, abilities to draw, um, to design things. And they just believe, no, that could never be me. I can't be creative. That's false. Your God, Elohim, the creator, is the same God that will work through you. So you have access to all these things. Wow. Yahweh Rapha, the God, the Lord that heals. Now we very much believe that healing is something that's possible um, through the Holy Spirit as we lay hands, right? I would never believe as I laid my hand on persons that I am healing them. It is the Lord working through me, Yahweh Rapha that heals them. And in any particular thing that we do, um, there'll always be something that's asked of us, in any role, okay? There'll be something that's asked of you, and there'll be a time when you feel that you can't deliver that. I feel we should have turned this into a game, like, forever, for every problem we have, there's a God for that. So when that, there's something called of you, that you, you don't think that you can give of your own strength, you can call on Yahweh Jirah, the Lord will provide. So I go and ask you again, what is imposter syndrome? I've just detailed to you various names of God that you can call upon to work with inside of you. So what are you not qualified to do? Defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. Now I don't know about you guys, I don't think that Abba, Christos, Eldaya, Elroy, Elohim, Yahweh Rafa, Yahweh Jairah, any of those are frauds. None of them at all. I'm going to wrap up very, very shortly. And we're going to go into something, okay? Um, I say that look into Anka and Shaman because they have no idea who I'm about to do next. (laughs) But it's okay. We're closing. We're closing. I'm going to read a few few scriptures and I I think the first first thing I want to say before I read these scriptures is just a reminder that this here isn't a motivational talk. I'm not really interested in you and charging you up to go to smash the week ahead. That's that's not what I'm doing okay? I'm here to hopefully reveal to you that yes, you can go forward and smash the weak head by but opening yourself to the Holy Spirit and allowing God to work through you. Yeah. It's not about what you want to do. So it could be very easy for anyone here to feel like, or well, they've got we all have our personal desires, we have our own own goals and ambitions. Some of those God shares, and some of those are even given to us by God. Some of us of those things that we have might be a bit more selfish okay now if your ambition doesn't align with god it's not going to happen he's not going to work through you to do something that you want to do that he doesn't want to do okay so i don't want you guys to think oh yeah aaron told me i could do anything i'm gonna go do this this and that and i have a company a a line of people come back to me and complain like you enabled this man to do that it's not me okay so firstly recognizing that it's not about what we want to do, what we want to achieve. It's about about allowing God to achieve things through us. So we're going to go to First Corinthians, and I think that's just going to speak on. Um, actually, it's a different scripture, but we'll read this one first. So First Corinthians, chapter six, verses nine. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God, you are not your own. James, could you join me up here, please? So again, I think this scripture just um, encapsulates a lot of my message that we are of God, okay? We are designed for the Holy Spirit to dwell within us, okay? So we are designed to be a vessel for God to work through. The next um, scripture I want to touch on is Second Timothy chapter one, verses seven to eight. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. So the reason why I wanted to touch on this one, is again, like I said at the beginning of this talk, I don't want to be here. Even as I stand here concluding my message, I don't want to be here. Okay, But what I couldn't allow to happen was for fear to stop me from being here. It says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. It's through this scripture that I'm able to stand in front of you this evening and deliver this message. I hope you guys realize that. Like I said, I would not have brought myself here. I can't do anything here. It's about what is God is able to do through me once I put myself in this position. First Corinthians twelve, chapter one, and this is basically I, might, I should have included the whole thing, but essentially we previously it discusses the the gifts of the spirit, but it goes on to say all of these say all of these gifts of the spirit work of one and the same spirit and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Okay. So again recognizing that as God fills us with his holy spirit, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants to achieve. And it's just a reminder for each and every one of us that it's not necessarily about doing a certain thing for our own for our own ego for our own satisfaction, for our own um, sense of accomplishment, but it's about accomplishing the... essentially the Great Commission. About being able, in various means, to allow God to work for us, to essentially make fishes of men, to set people through to touch lives to heal and god will decide what he needs to accomplish within each of us as he chooses the gift he gives us and the gift he will use to work through us for one more scripture and then we're we're going to do something okay because after all of this I feel there needs to be some action, right? We can't receive a message about doing the things of God and not start to prepare ourselves to do the things of God, right? Joshua chapter one, verse nine. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be there wherever you go. Can we just stand to our feet? Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Again, I I told you I'm preaching to myself tonight. And even me putting that there, I sort of see the fruits of my own message. So I'm really sorry if none of you guys received tonight because I have. (laughs) Again, but not through myself. Because, like I said, and I will always say, I don't want to be here. Okay? Um, But from directly God speaking here, he has asked me, He's commanded, it says, me to be strong and courageous, to bring myself here. Do not be afraid. I can't lie, as I stood up, my heart was definitely beating. So I'm sorry, God, for being afraid, but we're still here. But as I have spoken to you this evening, God has been here with me. These aren't my words. Not my words at all. just allowed myself to stand in this position for God to work through me, to hopefully touch you. What I'd like us to do now is we're going to pray. And I want us to be very, very bold. We're going to be praying for ourselves. I don't know about you guys, I find it very easy to pray for other people. I find it very hard to pray for myself. What we're going to be praying about is essentially having that boldness, about making ourselves available, letting go of anything that we were holding on to that stops us from making ourselves available to God. Because you understand that those things are barriers. You can't hold on to God if you've got something in your right hand. God wants us to give Himself unto Him, and then He'll use our hands to work. So I want you to Im- I want to invite you into a time of prayer, where you first acknowledge who God is, acknowledge the the God that I've spoken before, Father, Anointed One, God of knowledge. God who sees creator, the Lord that heals and the Lord that provides. I want to think I want you to think about where you lack. Think about the God you serve and then think about where you lack and then realize as you have God you can't lack in anything at all. I'm going to invite the worship team to come and join me. To start some prayer, and then this is a free space, you know how we do it in prayer, I want you to start praying to yourself. The worship team will begin to sing shortly. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord God, I want to thank you for who you are, I want to thank you for your power, for your might, for all of the authority that you carry. Thank you, because as you have all of these things, it doesn't matter what I have. Lord God, you will surely ensure that I am whole. You complete me. Lord, there's nothing that you have set out for me to do that I can't do, so long as I abide in you. As I surrender myself to you, invite your Holy Spirit into my heart. There is nothing I cannot do. Lord, I surrender myself to your vision.